Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So tonight we're going to talk about studies and how to pick the right one to put your faith in. Because I had somebody ask me. Like, I've been following you a long time. I've never seen you like buy into a study and then it get debunked. How do you do that? And I had never thought about it until the person asked. Um, there's a number of steps that I go through, apparently subconsciously until now. The, uh, the one is the obvious. You know, one of them is, is very obvious. Um, is it peer-reviewed? You know, had other, have other researchers looked at it? Have they tried to poke holes in it yet? Uh, what was the sample size? You know, this is all the normal stuff you ask. A, a larger sample size is almost always better. Ten people is not representative of ten million. How did they recruit their participants? Like, if you wanted to do a study on how the average American felt about Trump, you wouldn't want to conduct the poll in these comment sections. You'd get a skewed result. So what was the methodology? So that's all one. The second part is understanding that studies aren't really there normally to fully answer a question. They're not there to draw a conclusion. They're there to provide more information so you can combine it with other stuff to draw a conclusion. It's very rare to find a study that truly and fully answers something. The third thing to look for is uh, what are they actually measuring? Because this is how people skew things a lot. I lived in a community that moved the time the bars closed from 4 a.m. to 2 a.m. A year later, they uh, released a study saying, you know, from 4 to 5 a.m., we had less wrecks, just like we said we were going to. We saved lives. Except the number of wrecks didn't go down. They just occurred between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. instead of 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. That, that's a, that is a very uh, common way of skewing a study to produce the results you want. Be certain you know what they're measuring. But the first thing I do, and I think the most important thing, is uh, I ask myself if there's another reason for the apparent conclusion. A common sense reason. Good example, in the United States, women who own horses live longer. Is there a causal relationship there? Maybe, you know, maybe horses cause you to exercise and therefore you live longer. Maybe because horses are funny, they make you laugh and that makes you live longer. Or, more likely, uh, most women and men in the United States who own a horse, well, they're not cowboys and cowgirls. They own the horse for leisure, it's not for work. Owning a horse is not cheap. If you don't have a work reason for the horse, 
it's a hobby and it's not a it's not a cheap hobby when you're talking about food even if you have pasture you have to count the cost of the land the barn the vets and eventually you got to get a horse it's expensive so if you can afford a horse for leisure you can probably afford health insurance that will probably make you live longer no 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 huge mystery there and that one's funny there's one that's a little more relevant because it's going around right now and I don't have a lot of faith in the study and you'll see why here in a second in Europe 80 percent of the people who succumb who didn't make it from what's going around right now they lived in areas with high air pollution specifically NO2 which comes from certain types of automobiles almost 80 percent 78 percent to be exact um, that seems significant 80 percent is high that is high it's worth paying attention to however where does most air pollution occur does it occur out here in the country does it occur in urban areas occurs in urban areas what percent of Europe's population lives in urban areas? Almost 80%. So it's actually, it's the baseline. It's uh, 74%, exactly. But uh, So you only have a 4% variance from what you would expect. And to me, it's surprising that it's not actually higher because in urban areas, you're more tightly you know, packed together. Seems like it would be easier to transmit. And you also have better health care in urban areas because you have bigger hospitals. They're more immediate, they're closer than if you live in a rural area. So I don't put a lot of faith in that study. I haven't even sat down and read the whole thing because the statistics are what you would expect. Um, so I would need to see something involving rates as far as, you know, per capita rural versus urban and per capita high air pollution versus low air pollution. Uh, because right now, 80% of the people who didn't make it live where 80% of people live. That, that's that's not really informative. That doesn't suggest a causal link to me. There could be more research on that, though, because it makes sense. It's a lung thing, and you breathe in pollution. But that study alone doesn't do it for me. It's not one I would put faith in. Um, so that's that's my process. The last thing I covered, that's the first question I ask. Um, before I even really get into a study. Unless there's a really huge variance. Unless there's something that's really surprising. Um, yeah. I, I, look for, <laughs> I look for another reason for whatever the apparent conclusion is first. And if there is another reason, a common sense reason, the study has to be spectacular for me to put any stock in it at all.
Alright. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good night.